You're listening to One Bright Star's Life After Loss, a podcast that's focused on the lifelong journey of life after loss, with your hosts, Erica Fisher and Alicia Moore. One Bright Star's Life After Loss podcast is sponsored by the law firm of Burkholz and Associates. And now, One Bright Star's Life After Loss podcast. Hello, and welcome to One Bright Star's Life After Loss podcast. I'm Erica Fisher, Executive Director for One Bright Star. And Alicia Moore, President of One Bright Star. Hello, Alicia. Hi, Erica. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Good, good. Um, We are actually back in the studio, our Burkholz Law Office, um, where we record our our podcast again, and it's so awesome to be back. It is very nice to be back, and it's it seems like we have been away from this routine for quite a while, but it's great to get people on the schedule yes. and to start to visit with our um, our followers and those people that are willing to share their story and talk to us about their life after loss. Yes. Um, we've had recently had Linda John Averis, our founding mother, and talking to her and just um, kind of brought me back to perspective of One Bright Star and just because I was, I was feeling out of touch for a little bit. And, you know, I mean, I every day is, the, you know, the, the background duties of executive director for One Bright Star. But hearing her talk about John and sharing her journey and her family's journey, their loss, it just it brought me back and just I couldn't wait to get you again and I'm just so happy and yeah it is it's really nice to to have them kind of like you said give us a perspective um every day we wonder how someone who has experienced the loss of a child can even continue to go on and that's when they tell their story we learn how they've coped how they found comfort and everyone has different losses in their life, which was really interesting when we were able to have Becca come in and talk about the loss of her dad. Right. And so, so many, the, the constant theme um, is that we want to remember. Whoever we've lost, we want to remember them. And you're right, getting back into our events for One Bright Star, having our Mothers of Angels event. Comfort coffee, yep. And we just recently had the children's mini camp and... Just seeing how death and loss affects so many people on so many different levels. I mean, these little kids at this mini camp, you know, talking about, you know, I'm here because I lost my sister or my my dad died. You know, I mean, it, each one would tell me and I'd get goosebumps and just I just want to hug each and every one of them. I didn't because I didn't want to scare them. But <laughs> um, but just it's amazing how we we are we're able to you know come together and and remember the ones that we have lost whether it be a child or a parent or a sibling grandparent anything it's a loss and that's a huge thing and it's so important that we talk about that and we embrace that and we hold hands during this journey right you and I were just sharing. We learned so much from every new guest that we've had on. And we've had a few in the past, obviously, before COVID. And we are hoping to get those folks back again because the 20 minutes that we spend is not enough time to even touch the tip of what they're dealing no. with. 
but yet we learn how they have managed to have hope and how much they want to talk. And you're always great. You say, you know, John, um, you know, Johnny was a hockey player. Linda, tell us, tell us about him. Mm -hmm. And they're looking for that opportunity to talk, to visit. And what we have learned is that we've made people cry, or I shouldn't say we've made people cry. When we visit and talk about our loved ones, tears come. Yep. But they tell us those are healing tears. And they are. And they're healing for me, too. I mean, granted, and I haven't lost a child. I've lost loved ones me, but I think losing a child is on a whole different level and absolutely un- uncomparable. But the fact that we can cry and we... I need, I don't know, I need to express how I feel to, you know, kind of thing. I don't know. I can't hold in my tears ever, you know right. that. I don't, so, I, I mean, they're healing for me as well. They're therapeutic tears. And, you know, they've told us that um, they don't want us to avoid them, and they don't want us to avoid asking about their child. When we see friends, we'll ask, you know, how's, you know, how's Jim doing in school, and how's Ryland, you know, how was his choir concert? Well, when you've lost a child, suddenly you're, no one's asking about them, but they still want to be remembered. And the one thing that I've uh, so appreciated is that, you know, you said we, we can't even, you know, I, I find myself saying, you know, I can't imagine. It's that we don't want to imagine what they're going through, but they give us hope because somehow they have the courage to be right here with us right. and they continue to go on every single day. And they, you know, obviously tell us, and we know that that journey is never, ever the same as it was before they lost their child, but they give us hope, they give us courage, mm-hmm. and... that To me, that hope and courage that they give me um, makes it easier for me to talk about their... What, it, easier to say, hey, Linda, you know, like... It was John's birthday the other day. You know, what did you guys do to celebrate? Yes. It makes it easier for me. Is Not that that matters, but, you know, I mean, it just opens. You want to be supportive. And yes. like you said, you but you don't want to say the wrong thing. Um, and they, they say, talk, ask about them. That's what they want to hear. They want to know people are thinking about their child, mm-hmm. too. They think about their child every single day. So if we happen to bring it up in conversation... Yeah. That's awesome. But the other thing I do remember, remember Marianne Bow when she talked about holding, it was it like um, holding the, the present, um, just being present yep. in the moment. Sometimes we don't have to say anything, which is really hard Correct, for me, yep. but sometimes <laughs> just being there and holding space. I believe that's what it was. Yes, yes. And so... Um, and sometimes, um, I have a, a friend very dear to me who who lost her son, Um and it's, we, I love her on the good days, the bad days, you know, and there are days where she doesn't want to get out of bed. She doesn't want to, you know, function. And, but then she, I don't she's able to pull herself together and she's able to, you know, as much as she can. Right. You know, I mean, and I admire that. Right. I admire the good days and the bad days because... You're still going. Right. And we all have good days and bad days. Everyone does. But we don't know what some people are dealing with. And when you suddenly get involved with an organization like One Bright Star, and you and I are both some of the very fortunate board members who have not lost a child, but we realize all of the people in our community that have 
had some kind of loss, whether it be a child or someone else close to them. But sometimes you just, you have no idea what people are dealing with. And it just gives you so much more of an appreciation for empathy and compassion. Compassion is so huge. Yes. Such a huge thing. It's so important. And the other thing I, I, I like to hear about how they honor their children. And that's what they've always talked about is, you know, we have our bench up um, at the memorial site and mm-hmm. it says we remember. And then we have at Benson Park. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, when they honor them, there, there are certain things that they will talk about. Linda likes to, and she has said that a few times, and I never had the pleasure and the um, honor of ever knowing Johnny. But when she talks about how his outgoing personality and how he always brought people in mm-hmm. and that he always looked for the boy or the, the kid that wasn't in the group and kind of welcomed him in there, you know, she's so proud of that. And she shares that and, and you can just see her light up when she talks about it. And so he's forever 15. Yep, I was just going to say her forever 15 boy. Right. Mm -hmm. But just to hear her talk about that. And then, you know, some people have these great special, um, like maybe uh, events or memories that they have. Isn't it, uh, there's something with taco pie, maybe with Nick. Oh, yes. Tracy and Nick and the taco pie and Molly and her brother Nathan and the Kukulani pie. Yes. And so those things, yes, those things are just great. You know, those Mm -hmm. Those stories, those events, you you hear about it, you remember those. You might see something on Facebook that they've posted something, and you know how the you know, legacy how much lives that, on. Yes, mm-hmm. the legacy lives on. Yes, mm-hmm. and how much that means to them, and and it's kind of interesting to find. You know, we always like to ask our guests, you know, if you do something special or what you might right. do to remember your loved one, because we can share that with other people too, other families that are grieving. I know Danielle. I saw that she, I was talking to her, and she has had family pictures with a a photo of Blake always in the pictures, Mm -hmm. and it's his, you know, it's that's his, their forever photo of Blake, but it's just such a neat idea to continue to have those family photos taken. He's always a part of their life and of their family. Right, and And, even I get my children involved in remembering um my we do the taco pie that's great um, in honor of nick and i haven't tried the kukulani pie kukulani pie yet um <laughs> but definitely will but i mean it's it's good to get you know i wanted my kids to know what we were doing and you know right. we're watching we're eating taco pie and watching a scary movie because my friend tracy her son nick loved this and right Nick is gone now, but we need to carry on his memory, you know. And and you're right. And it's great that you share that with your family, with your children. I have had, I have a niece that will come and help us with the... Yeah, she's great. With the uh, memorial, our fall memorial service. And the very first time she did it, she was so touched by it. And she was maybe 13, 14. And she couldn't believe all the people that were there to remember children and that people, you know, families were losing loved ones and it really was moving for her. And now no problem for her to come back because she is just so touched by that. And they need to have that realization that death happens and, you know, but you Mm -hmm. can go on and that we remember and honor them. And it's just that memorial site and our, my favorite event probably that we have is our fall memorial service. 
Me too. And so... Unless it rains. Unless it rains, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we have beautiful music. We have the families come and we have just a, a small um, program, but it's um, a few readings, some poems. Um, we have a prayer and then the most important part is for the families to be able to hear their children's names announced and then a, a short memory. And and it's just, it's like, you know, other parents are going to graduation ceremonies and things like that, and their children's names are mentioned. They need to be able to hear their children's name and then come up and get a flower and then place that at the memorial site. And if people out there have not been to that memorial site at Ray Erlinson Park, you do not have to have lost a child. You do not have to know anyone that's lost a child. You just need to walk there and you'll walk up that path and you'll see the beautiful star that's placed, our symbol. And Mm -hmm. I I love that symbol. But when you look at the wall and you see the plaques and you look at the pavers and you see all those names of children that were gone too soon. Yeah, I definitely, and I love seeing those memorials. I mean, it breaks my heart, obviously, but Um, my daughter just graduated and she lost a classmate and at at West that his parking spot is blocked off and kids put flowers there or things that remind them of Andy. And at the graduation commencement, um, ceremony, they actually, his parents and his sister came up and got their, or his diploma. Oh, wow. And I can tell you that I was already emotional because my my last daughter, you know, I graduated and just so proud of her and it was emotional. And then I saw when they came up to the stage and accepted his diploma, I, I ugly cried. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. I, I mean, I like I had to excuse myself because I was crying so hard just because the the pain that the parents, the family are going through and all those classmates that lost a classmate, you know, right? lost their classmate. And just, it just, it was amazing to see them up. Yes. And, you know. How courageous and, for them to get up and do that. And how mm-hmm. compassionate the community, the school was to do that for them, that they didn't forget him. Right. You know, his legacy lives on and he will be remembered. And I think that was huge and it just... It's very impactful. Yeah. It was so impactful. I mean, seriously, I was I had to use toilet paper mm-hmm. for tissue because I wasn't prepared. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where all of those kids when they go on and go through, you know, their young adulthood, they're going to look back and on graduation they might not remember, you know, what they wore or who tripped up mm-hmm. the stairs, but they are going to remember um Andy and yeah. that's what the family wants. We want any parent, anyone that's lost a loved one, but especially a parent who has had that out-of-order death, they want people to remember their loved one. And so just knowing um, the opportunities that families have that gives them hope and courage that there are uh, different um, ways to honor and to remember their loved ones. There are, yes, I agree. And, and that, and it helps the, like you said, the classmates and everything too. It, it's difficult, but they are able to work through that. They're able to put the flowers at the parking lot site. And then when we go back to like our memorial site, we've had um, several parents, and I know a former board member, uh, Molly, would talk about how much peace 
and comfort she would get from going to the memorial site. And that always was so touching because it meant so much to her to have a place to go and to remember her brother, Nate. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes us, you know, anyone that has ever visited up there and then anyone that's ever had a part has ever donated, um, supported One Bright Star, it, it makes a difference. And as executive director, you're hearing from people all the time. I do. I, I recently heard from a gentleman and he lives out of town, but he comes with his family and, you know, he loves the memorial site so much and it just means so much. They found a, the perfect spot for um, his son's plaque and it's just, he invited his whole family, his grandkids were there to help him decide where to place it and, and you know, picking out the picture and that, as sad as it was, it was a very, um, I, it was so touching, you know, yes. just to know. And I just, I, I haven't got to physically in person meet. We've only talked on the phone, but I just, I can't wait to hug him. Right. I can't wait to hug right. his family. Mm-hmm. And just, they're amazing. Yes. And people are so appreciative. And sometimes we forget, um, or at least I forget how much it can mean to just one family. And and then when you hear about the wonderful comments and the things that people will share with us, it makes all the work and everything that we do um, so wonderful, so gratifying and fulfilling because we are helping um, another family. And it's exactly what the founding mothers wanted. They wanted to be a resource for families so that when those four mothers got together and they had all lost their children, different ages, but all around the same time back in the late 90s or middle 90s, I guess, mm-hmm. mid 90s. And they didn't want people to, as um, it's been said, suffer in silence. They wanted people to be able to connect. And so and now that comfort coffee has just been a great, um, a great event. And our board member, Deb, um, handles that. And she I know does. she does uh, a yeah. fantastic job. And. We may not have huge numbers from time to time, but my understanding is the parents that do go connect because they're in with other parents who have been down that same road or are traveling that same journey together, and they have that immediate connection. And to be able to be in the same room and have that understanding has just, they've made um, lifelong um, friendships. And so it's great to hear that that we can offer that. And so we're always looking for things that we can do to help our families. We've done the Mothers of Angels event is something newer now in the, I shouldn't say newer, how long? Maybe four or five years, I suppose. We wanted to get something for dads, but that's just been really hard to kind of pull something together. But we found that couples events have worked well. Yes, couples trivia. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, and sometimes some of these events, um, our Celebration of Life, which is our main fundraiser, is a wonderful event. Um, and we have had just amazing support from the community and families. And it is more, um, it's, it's lighthearted. People come out. We have entertainment. Um, we have a wonderful um, meal. Um, our board member, Susie, um, our secretary, Susie, handles that, and she's chaired that ever since I have, for the six or seven I'm years so I've been on the board. Susie. Yes, she is amazing. <laughs> and um, 
it's um it's it's a wonderful event and it gets sometimes it'll get people um you know parents will be connected and but we do feel a lot of support from the community so that we can offer these other service events such as our fall memorial service and something that we've added recently in the last oh two or three years now is we've taken over the children's night of remembrance for um from mayo clinic or hospice because they were not able to continue that and so the event did go from a church service um and we were actually um able to set that up and we do the luminaries at that's one of my favorite ones yes. just because it's so beautiful and we it's a short very short event but it's so beautiful and it's just it's heartwarming heartwarming to see you know parents coming together and you know not so much this year i didn't see a lot of hugging but you know like just seeing you know them interacting with each other yes and to know that you're not alone you're not alone and because if if i were heaven forbid if i ever lost a child i know that i would need my support system yes i would need my friends and I couldn't get through any of that without one bright star for sure. Because we know that there's a place to go. Just like you've just received a call recently from a young dad from out of town who's lost his, his child, I think a baby possibly. And you need to, you know, connect with him, but they reached out because they found out that there's this resource and Mm -hmm. that's exactly what we want to do. Our children's night of remembrance. I, I forgot to mention that we, do the luminaries. So we light up the park pathway up to our star. And then it's on a Sunday evening in December, the second Sunday in December from 6.30 to 7.30. Yep. We have everything lit up. And what we do is we put names on our luminary bags. We put a candle in there and we light up that parkway. And if the weather permits, families are, anyone's welcome, but sometimes we'll have families stroll through um, but it's just beautiful. It, it um, is. It's so, it, like I said, it's one of my favorites. It's so touching and, and impactful. Like it you is. said earlier it is. that it definitely, um, it's the night of remembrance. Yeah. And what's so touching is that these are the kids that we just know about. And we are just one little part of, you know, a big community that, that, um, that needs to remember. So right. and there's yes. so many things out there and, I know One Bright Star wants to hold your hand through this journey. And so if there's ever anything that you need from One Bright Star, please reach out to us. Or if you want to be a guest on our podcast um, to share your story, your journey of your loss, um, reach out to us at director at onebrightstar.org. Sounds great. Super. All right. Thanks, Erica. And Thank you, Alicia. We'll look forward to more wonderful visits with our guests. All right. Thank you. Until next time, this is Erica and Alicia for One Bright Star's Life After Loss podcast. Thanks for listening to One Bright Star's Life After Loss podcast. Life After Loss is a copyrighted production of One Bright Star. One Bright Star's Life After Loss podcast is sponsored by the law firm of Burkholz and Associates. For more information on the lifelong journey after losing a loved one, please visit our website at onebrightstar.org.